Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 176 of the Speaking Club podcast. I want to start the show today with this quote from Captain America. Compromise where you can. Where you can't, don't. Even if everyone is telling you that something wrong is something right. Even if the whole world is telling you to move, it is your duty to plant yourself like a tree. Look them in the eye and say, no, you move. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking. And because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organizations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello there, how are you? See what I did there? Open up the show with a quote from Captain America. That's because I've been on a Marvel kick recently. That's why he's stuck in my mind. Now, I am very excited because... This summer, it looks like I'm going to be able to perform in live theatre again. Whoop! The Edinburgh Fringe is going to be on in a limited way, but nevertheless, I'm going to be performing in a play called Rossetti's Women about the artist Dante Rossetti and his lovers. And I'm playing a woman who appears to be a right scheming cow. So that should be fun. And I had a read about the guy the play is about. And it turns out that Dante Gabriel Rossetti was considered a rebel and an influencer in the art world. And he created a movement dedicated to art for art's sake that would pave the way for the likes of Oscar Wilde to shine. Now, back in the 19th century when Rossetti was around, it was so much harder to spread your message to many than it is today. But the upside was that with fewer people competing for attention, you were more likely to be heard if you had a message to share. So the question is, how do you stand out from the crowd today? Well, if you're an expert that wants to make a difference, you'll probably already know that to inspire change, to grow your audience and your income, you have to become someone who can influence the narrative. Someone who is a thought leader. Unfortunately, most of the experts, authors and entrepreneurs that set out on the journey to thought leadership make the costly mistake of using the field of dreams strategy. They think that if they write the book or create the product, process or system, people will come. But they won't. You'll waste months, maybe years telling people about your thing with no one taking action because you missed out some fundamental steps. Which leads me to this question for you to ponder. What do Brené Brown, Simon Sinek and Captain America have in common? Don't worry, I'm going to give you the answer. Here it is. First of all, they used experience and passion to bring unique perspectives to issues in their niche, curating their messaging 
and positioning themselves as influencers by challenging the myths, assumptions and status quo of their audience. They also created high-quality, compelling content that not only engaged and entertained, but shared their story and inspired people to action. And they had a strategy for raising their visibility, getting out there and sharing their message powerfully in front of big audiences. That's the path to thought leadership. But there is one other thing that they all had in common. Something that pulled these three strands together into a golden thread that launched their careers and created a platform for them to become influencers and change makers. And that one thing is their signature talk. And if you want to become a successful speaker and thought leader so that you have more impact, income and freedom then you need one too. So, what is a signature talk? Well, an effective signature talk has some key ingredients. First of all, it's unique to you. It has one big idea at its heart and it leads your audience to an epiphany that causes them to change in some way. And when that idea is big enough, it can also influence the social narrative, shift collective perspectives and spark movements. Now, I first discovered the power of the signature talk nearly 30 years ago. Yes, I am that old. Have you ever been in a position where other people were expecting you to fail? Well, that's what happened to me. I was 22 and working in Germany for an international company and somehow I'd managed to get myself elected chair of the works council, which is kind of like a union but with less power. And I knew that lots of people were sceptical about whether I could do the job and everyone was waiting to see how I handled my first speech coming up in front of the whole company where I had to respond to the CEO and the leadership team. Now, as you can imagine, I was desperate to prove that despite being a young woman, and this is important because all my works council colleagues were much older men, I was desperate to prove that I could do the job well. But there was a little voice, a feeling, a fear that the sceptics might be right. And I was scared about that. And at that time, I'd never spoken in public before and the web had only just been invented and TED Talks were years away. So I had very few points of reference. But I managed to pick up some books and CDs and I set about putting my talk together. And among those books, there was one on after-dinner speaking and it was full of funny stories and one-liners from famous politicians and celebrities. And from reading those funny stories, which more often than not had an underlying message, I realised that I could relate to the point the person was making. And not only that, but it stayed with me. So I thought, well, if telling funny stories worked for these famous, accomplished people, then I'm going to give it a go. So I decided to use 
a few funny stories to illustrate some of the key points I wanted to make in my speech. And some of those points were a little bit confrontational. And I, I also thought that maybe using a funny story would help uh, to diffuse that, you know, to make the point, but in a way that makes people laugh so that it's easier to swallow. Now, the problem was that when I tried to explain to my older male German colleagues that I wanted to use stories and humour in my big speech, they weren't very supportive. Understatement. They actually started to talk to me about the vice chair taking over the speech. And whilst I could see that they were worried, I saw this as part of the test. So I told them, look, I'm chair. I'm going to do the speech my way. And if it doesn't work, if I fall flat on my face, uh, then I'm happy to step back. So the big day arrived and I spent most of the morning in the loo. I hadn't been able to eat a thing. And as I walked into the meeting room, I saw hundreds of employees waiting expectantly. My heart was beating like a herd of stampeding buffaloes as I sat down. And after the CEO finished his speech, he looked over and nodded to me. So I got up, took a deep breath, walked to the lectern with my papers, and you could have heard a pin drop. And this is how I started. An American congressional candidate was running behind in the polls. So his campaign manager told him, there is an Indian reservation up the road. You might pick up some votes if you make him a few promises. The Indian chief was really pleased by all the attention and he called his people to listen. And the politician began. Vote for me and I promise you hot and cold running water throughout your reservation. And the audience murmured, Gumwa. The politician's hopes rose. Vote for me and I promise you a paved road all the way to Tucson. And the audience shouted, Gumwa, Gumwa. And the politician, much encouraged, went still further. Vote for me and I promise you cable television in your village. And the audience shouted, Gumwa, Gumwa, Gumwa. And the politician was absolutely delighted. And all the more when the chief took him down to the corral and presented him with a pony. We never heard anything like that before said the chief politely. Now mind you don't step in any of the gumwa. And after I shared that story, people laughed. And when the laughter died down, I then shared the reason that I'd stood for election in the first place. How myself and others in my team had been given a formal warning for something we'd done unintentionally because we hadn't been shown how to do it the right way. I told them how I'd been frustrated and angry because I'd never been in trouble before and no leeway was given to us. Then I finished off by sharing that my mission was to ensure employees were treated fairly and reasonably and to that end, I and my Works Council members would be holding the management team accountable for their gumwa. And you know what? Although my speech was far from perfect, I landed the points I wanted to make and the funny stories worked like a charm. And that talk convinced the staff that I would be able to give as good as I got to keep the management's gumoire in check. 
So how did this meet the criteria of a signature talk? So it was unique to me. It was about my story. What happened to make me care about being an employee representative and holding the management to account? It had one big idea at its heart. I wasn't afraid to call management out and try my best to ensure that decisions and behaviours took into consideration employee interests and well-being for their good and the good of the organisation. And it led to the majority of the doubters in the audience seeing that I had the experience and passion to do a good job despite my age and my gender. So let's now circle back to Brené, Simon and Captain America to see if their signature talks also had those same key ingredients. So let's go back to 2010 because that's when Brené Brown was working as a research professor at the University of Houston. And a few months before the release of her first non-academic book, The Gifts of Perfection, she gave a 20-minute talk at TEDx, not even TED, the big stage, TEDx in Houston. And that was called The Power of Vulnerability. And that talk shared her years of research into vulnerability and shame, her findings and how those findings impacted her own life. She was honest, funny, a matter of fact about the emotional breakdown that followed as she struggled to show the world her true self. No one else could have given that talk. It was a culmination of her unique experience. And it went viral, getting millions of views in a very short space of time because it had a powerful, universal problem and solution in the big idea at its heart. And that resonated with people everywhere. And that talk has resulted in many millions of people changing the way they view vulnerability and finding the courage to let go of the fear of judgment and shame so that they can discover the power and freedom of living life as they are rather than as they think they should be. What about Simon Sinek's signature talk? That was a difficult thing to say. Well, this is a very interesting one. Okay, so let's break it down. I actually think Simon's talk only partially passes the first of my three tests. Yes, he made the connections and came up with the framework. So in that sense, it was unique to him. But ironically, what he failed to do spectacularly, given the central message of his talk, was tell us why this was important to him. What happened to him three years ago that made him care about his discovery? There was no personal story or transformation. But there definitely was one big idea at the heart of his talk, which he must have said like a million times. Annoying, but very effective as it's ingrained in my brain forever. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And when they believe what you believe, they will act for themselves. Which is actually at the heart of everything I teach around what makes a great talk. You have to lead your audience to the answer so that the buying decision becomes theirs, not yours. Great minds, eh, Simon? (laughs) Anyway, this powerful mantra has not only led 
to a very lucrative career for Simon, but has resulted in many entrepreneurs, leaders and organisations sharing their big mission message along with their values and what they stand for. So it has indeed caused massive change. Then finally, Captain America. Now you may be thinking, hold the phone, Sarah. As far as I know, Captain America hasn't spoken at TED or anywhere else. Well, do you know what? He has. Well, he's not spoken at TED, but he has spoken. Now, if you haven't seen the first Captain America film, his origin story, then you may well have missed it. But actually, Cap did go on a speaking tour with the USO. And his talks were absolutely unique to him. Because no one had been transformed from a physically small man into a beefcake superhero. And no one else could have ended their talk lifting a bunch of women on a motorbike over their head. But more importantly than that, not many others would have had the absolute and unwavering commitment to doing the right thing and serving their country despite being rejected over and over and over again. And the big idea at the heart of his talk on that USO tour was that everyone could play their part in keeping alive the American spirit and supporting the troops. The epiphany and change that came about as a result of that talk was that people who weren't able to venture onto the battlefield bought war bonds from the government as a way of doing their patriotic duty and supporting the war effort. So, there's the talks. I hope that what I've shared has convinced you of the importance of nailing your signature talk if you want to grow your audience and impact. But maybe you still have some doubts. You might be thinking, I'm not sure I'm ready to share my personal story. And to that, I would ask, first of all, when will you be ready? If you have a message that you believe will lead to positive change in people's lives, then not stepping up to share it because you're worried about what others will think about you is a tragedy. As Brené Brown says, being vulnerable and being seen take courage. But if you can step up and let go of your baggage to be the vehicle for that message, then your personal power and influence will grow significantly and possibly, as with Brené Brown and Simon Sinek, exponentially. Okay, you might well be thinking next, well, I don't, I don't mind sharing my story, Sarah, but, you know, I just don't think it's powerful enough. Well, I've got two things to say to you about this. Firstly, as I've mentioned, the talks that have gone viral and even started movements have landed because the issue is a universal one based on a common human experience. And that's also why reality TV is so popular. So your story doesn't have to be about something amazing to have massive impact. Secondly, I've seen this time and time again in my Snackable Story Challenge. People uncover simple stories from their own lives that on the surface seem insignificant. But when we scratch that surface, 
quite often underneath is a powerful lesson that not only makes them feel strong emotions, but evokes the same in the other challenges listening. You have the power to move people. It's all about unlocking that power and learning the tools to share it in the right way. And finally, you might also be thinking, blimey, putting my signature talk together sounds like it's going to take a lot of effort. And you know what? You're right. There is an investment up front. And that's the reason why there are so few captivating speakers that become thought leaders, because hardly any of them wanted to make that investment. But nailing your signature talk will give you immense returns. When you create it in the right way, you can take that one talk and flex it easily for different audiences, platforms and time slots So you're able to keep it fresh and yet use it time and time again to grow your brand, authority, impact and audience. And a powerful signature talk is the best and fastest way to share your message to many. And just as Brenny Brown and Simon Sinek prove, also increase your impact, income and freedom. Okay, so your takeaways from this episode are thought leaders bring unique perspectives to light that challenge the myths, assumptions and status quo. They share their story and their why to inspire people to take action. They have a strategy for raising their visibility and getting their message out there. And they have a signature talk that will make them and their message stand out from the crowd. Your signature talk should be unique to you. Have one big idea at its heart and create a shift in your audience's perspective that leads to change. Now, I absolutely adore working with change makers and helping them get their message out there through their signature talk. And that's why I'm launching a new program specifically focused on nailing your signature talk in 60 days or less and 30 days or less if you work with me one-to-one. I'm going to be running a live pilot group starting in July with teaching and sessions over Zoom. And if this show has convinced you of the impact and influence that a signature talk can unlock and you'd like to find out more about that program and be considered for a place on the pilot, then all you need to do is email me with the word signature as the subject and yes I want to know more in the email and send it to me at Sarah with an H obviously at Sarah Archer as in bow and arrow do you know my partner told me off about this the other day I said I always say Archer as in bow and arrow and she's like always laughed at me about this and the other day I went to this place and said Archer and didn't say that and the woman put heart shire on the pizza box. So I always say now, Sarah with an H and Sarah Archer as in bow and arrow dot co dot UK. So send me that email and I will let you know when that pilot program is available. Well, that's it from me. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the show and get value from it, 
please take a couple of minutes to leave a rating or review if you haven't already done so at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. Stay safe, but don't you dare forget to go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. If you want to be more memorable and engaging when you talk, then you need to share more stories. Stories can help you better connect with your audience and their problems and get them leaning in more powerfully than anything else. And short, snackable stories are great to use in pitches, Facebook Lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message and grow your business. The trouble is that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle. And that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. But that's where my free snackable story challenge comes in. Over the course of just five days, I'm going to give you resources, training and coaching to help you find your authentic personal stories to share and build your skills and confidence in sharing them. Not only that, but the challenge will guide you towards a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. The next challenge is starting soon. So to grab your space, go to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge right now.